Today we celebrate the feast of the conversion of St. Paul, who is a great apostle in a different way from the other apostles because he wasn't chosen as one of the twelve by Christ. He was chosen in a special way through his own conversion and his own, uh, his own experience. But I think something worth noticing in the story of Paul's conversion is the, his moment of blindness. The fact that Jesus allowed him to be unable to see for a period of time. And it's interesting the fact that Jesus is the one who causes the blindness at the moment when the conversion hits him. He sees a great light, and from that moment on he can't see. It's caused by the apparition or the the moment that God spoke to him, the light that came into his life at that moment. So I think it's in a way showing us that Jesus allowed Paul's physical eyes to undergo the blindness that he was spiritually experiencing up until that moment. Paul was going around persecuting Christians, unable to see the light of Christ and unable to believe in the truth about Christ. And so he was suffering from this blindness, and as often happens when when we suffer from a spiritual blindness, he's unable to even realize that there's anything wrong until God permits him to go through this period of physical blindness. Now, if any of us were immediately struck blind, we would consider it a huge trial, a huge difficulty, a huge punishment from God almost. And we would think, why is God allowing this to happen to me? We see how in the life of St. Paul, the, the physical blindness that he suffered was something that gave him great light in the end, that allowed him to overcome his, his spiritual blindness. So when he was finally re-given his, his sight again, both blindnesses were lifted, both the physical and the spiritual. And he was suddenly able to see spiritually all of the, all of the goodness that he, had, that he had failed to see in the Christian faith in Christ and become his follower. So we're often very blind to things. And I think that uh, it's very helpful for us to, to recognize this kind of, this pattern in God's way of working, that he, he allows us to go through a suffering, through a moment of difficulty, a moment when we don't see things clearly in order for us to shake off that spiritual blindness that we're stuck in. So what kinds of spiritual blindness can we sometimes fall into? I think the first thing that comes to mind is blindness to our own faults. Blindness to our own faults. That might be the hardest one and maybe the most dangerous form of blindness when I've got something wrong in my, in my soul, some kind of spiritual sickness, a problem that I'm causing or that I'm choosing, and, I'm, and I fail to see it. I recently read this book uh, by Patrick Lencioni, uh, called The Ideal Team Player. It's about uh, teamwork and the corporate world and, and business and how you need, to, you need to have certain virtues in order to be the ideal team player. And reading it, I was really convicted. I thought, wow, there are many times in my life when I definitely haven't been the ideal team player and I was lacking some of these virtues. It was a moment when, when a, certain, a certain blindness that I had had towards my way of behaving was lifted thanks to the help of, of reading a book. Um, so it's helpful for us if we're attentive to the fact that sometimes I have faults that I don't see. And sometimes I have faults that I need other people to help me to, to become able to see, to lift that blindness. Another area might be blindness towards other people's needs, towards other people's needs. Um, when we do missions on the streets in Hamilton and, and help those who are really in need, those people who are you know, on drugs or, or homeless, um, Oftentimes, you realize that most people 
don't see them as needy people. Most people see them as people who've made mistakes, who've messed up in life, who are dirty, who maybe deserve what they're going through because of their mistakes. And sometimes we can become judgmental even, even of those around us in the same way. We judge them based on their actions without failing to see that maybe they're acting that way because of some need that they have, because of some hurt that they're going through, because a lack of love in their life. So we need to ask God to lift that blindness, to allow us to see other people's needs. And one more example, one that we can apply every day is in, uh, in prayer. Sometimes God hides his presence in our life. Sometimes in prayer it seems like God isn't there or it seems like we don't feel his presence. And we're like, God, why don't I feel your presence? And I think that's a sort of blindness because he hides himself. He allows us not to see him for a time. So that blindness is a lot like St. Paul's because it, if, we, if we receive it properly, it can allow us to grow in faith can allow us to, to see with spiritual eyes that God is there even when we don't feel him, and that he is there even when, when we don't experience anything in prayer, which is, which is better. Prayer in our spiritual life becomes better when God allows that, allows that blindness so that our faith grows, when our faith is stronger, when our relationship with him is more reliant on faith than on what we see, than on what we experience. So I think that the message of, of the whole example here of St. Paul is that blindness is good, right? When God allows the trial or the difficulty or the challenge of not being able to see, we should, we should believe that he wants something greater for us. We should believe that he wants to open our eyes spiritually, maybe to our own faults, maybe to other people's needs, maybe to his presence in our life, um, but with trust, with trust that what God allows me when God allows me difficulties, when he allows me not to see something, it's so that I can see more clearly on the spiritual level.